I Love the View, Episode 5. Mr. Reagan. Smugness has been wiped from the faces of the coven, and it has been replaced by disappointment, desperation, and humiliation. Before I start to break down the false accusations, distortions, and desperate attempts to find some way to still attack Donald Trump, I'd like to first provide you with an overall summary of what you're about to see. The first observation I have about this episode of The View is that the women are hilariously humbled. It is absolutely beautiful to see these women who just a few months ago were cheering because they were unquestioningly convinced that Donald Trump was going to jail. (laughs) It is beautiful to see them with their tail between their legs and forced to accept the reality that there was zero collusion between the Trump administration and the Russian government. Throughout this episode, Whoopi Goldberg is pretending that she is some kind of straight news reporter who has no opinion on these things whatsoever, and she has all the integrity in the world when it comes to her objectivity. Hilariously, she still refuses to say Donald Trump's name. Your inflection may sound dispassionate, Whoopi, but the words betray your true bias. Sonny Hostin remains somewhat defiant, but Joy Behar cannot help but to dramatically express the full depth and breadth of her disappointment. It is such a joy to watch. See what I did there? I am clever as heck. Now, before we begin, I have an announcement to make. I have my first sponsor. It's these guys, Virtual Shield. And before you skip through this part, and I know you want to because I always skip through the sponsor stuff too, but before you skip... Let me just say that I do not recommend products or services that I do not 100% believe in, and I use this product. So what is Virtual Shield? Virtual Shield is a VPN. If you care at all about your privacy, you will make sure that you get Virtual Shield. Now, you may not know this, but Facebook collects all of your location history wherever you are on your phone by default. Various apps and websites, your internet service provider, the U.S. government, and foreign governments, also hackers, they all have access to your information. To protect your privacy, you need Virtual Shield VPN. This month, Virtual Shield is offering a spring special of 30% off all VPN plans and all premium add-ons for as low as $3 per month. You'll also get the first 30 days free as a trial. And don't forget about IdentiSafe. And this is my favorite feature of Virtual Shield. IdentiSafe allows the customer the ability to block access to your computer's microphone and the camera from spies and hackers. For anybody that's paranoid about the government watching or listening in, on your every move, IdentiSafe is for you. Virtual Shield VPN is one of the fastest and one of the easiest VPNs to use in the world. And their no login policy protects users from any data breaches. Protect your personal data now with a VPN. Go to virtualshield.com slash Mr. Reagan. Get 35% off this month. The link is in the description. All right, now that I've told you about that, let's go on a little journey through today's very special episode of I Love The View. 22 months after Robert Mueller's investigation began, his report has been delivered. He found no evidence that the guy in the White House conspired with Russia. He stopped short of exonerating him for obstruction of justice, but you know who must not have read that part. Whoopi, it was not that Donald Trump didn't read that part. It's that there was no obstruction of justice. One thing I forgot to mention in my introduction is that these women obsess throughout this episode over the possibility that Donald Trump could still be guilty of obstruction of justice. This is because, according to Bill Barr, the Mueller report does not fully exonerate the president with regard to obstruction of justice. Rather, the report claims that there was no crime, but did not go so far as to exonerate Trump. This decision was left to Bill Barr himself, who then, in turn, exonerated Donald Trump. 
The talking point from the Democrats is that Bill Barr is some kind of Donald Trump lackey, which is not true at all, and so his opinions don't really count. But there are two reasons why we can safely say that Donald Trump did not obstruct justice in any way. Firstly, the obstruction of justice accusation is based on Trump's firing of James Comey. The idea is that Trump fired James Comey in order to interfere with the collusion investigation. However, Donald Trump had a 100% valid alternative reason for firing James Comey. James Comey was incompetent. (laughs) The director of the FBI must maintain a dispassionate objectivity, which James Comey clearly failed to maintain. He completely bungled the Hillary Clinton investigation. Hilariously, leftists were all talking about how detrimental Comey was to Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign because of the timing of a press conference that James Comey made that suggested that Hillary Clinton had not acted properly in deleting her emails. Democrats were all screaming that James Comey helped Donald Trump win the election. They hated him. They wanted him out. Then when Trump fires him, they're like, oh no, you know, obstruction of justice. Give me a break. And listen, James Comey was never trying to help Donald Trump. In fact, he was completely biased against Donald Trump. This has been confirmed over and over in the various interviews that James Comey has participated in since his firing. James Comey clearly hates Donald Trump, and he has always hated Donald Trump. The injustice that James Comey is guilty of regarding Hillary Clinton's investigation is not his censure of her, but rather his decision not to prosecute Hillary Clinton for, wait for it, obstruction of justice. (laughs) Hillary Clinton deleted thousands of emails relevant to an investigation about her. This was so obviously an obstruction of justice, one might even call it an open and shut case. Now, James Comey decided not to pursue a case of obstruction of justice against Hillary Clinton, despite mountains of very obvious evidence, and instead pursued a case of Russian collusion against Donald Trump with zero real evidence. So it wasn't just that Donald Trump didn't like Comey because James Comey was investigating him. James Comey's firing was recommended to Donald Trump because James Comey was incompetent. Now, looking at this 100% objectively, we're not going to look at this from a right-wing perspective or left-wing perspective. Let's just look at the facts, okay? This is either a case of a legitimate firing because of incompetence or it's a case of obstruction of justice because Donald Trump was trying to hide his treasonous collusion with the Russian government. Now, my first assertion is that Donald Trump had a legitimate reason for firing James Comey. So to accuse Donald Trump of obstruction of justice is to assume that Trump's motivation was nefarious. Unless we have some recorded evidence of Donald Trump saying, I want to fire James Comey because I don't want him to investigate my treasonous collusion with the Russian government. Unless we have recorded evidence of Donald Trump saying that, we need to be able to read Donald Trump's mind. Now, maybe there are some people in the world that can do that, but I am not aware of anyone with this particular superpower. My second assertion is that we can actually deduce Donald Trump's intention using logic. If Robert Mueller's two-year, $35 million investigation, or however much it costs, were to have concluded that Donald Trump did, in fact, treasonously conclude with the Russian government, then we could safely bet that Donald Trump was trying to obstruct justice, trying to hide his treasonous collusion by firing James Comey. But since we know that there was no collusion by Trump or any of his associates, we can now assume that Donald Trump, knowing that he was innocent, could not possibly have been trying to hide anything. Why would Donald Trump try to derail an investigation, which is a criminal act in itself, when he knows he's innocent? And this is why Robert Mueller could not conclusively exonerate Donald Trump, because you cannot read Donald Trump's mind. You can deduce Donald Trump's intentions, but you can never fully exonerate somebody from anything if the crime they are being accused for is reliant upon their intention. Exoneration, in the case of intention, will always be a judgment call. But because Robert Mueller did not 100% exonerate Donald Trump because he could not read Donald Trump's mind, Democrats are jumping on this as the last desperate thread that they can pull to try to unravel Trump's presidency. It's desperate and it's sad.
And now that the House of Representatives have begun their own investigations and the Southern District of New York has begun their investigations, it's clear to me, and I think it's clear to everybody, Democrats included, that this has become what Donald Trump claimed that it was, harassment. So when Whoopi Goldberg says that Donald Trump must not have read that part, she's accusing Donald Trump of mischaracterizing Robert Mueller's report. But that's only because she, out of a desperate hope that Donald Trump is somehow guilty of obstruction of justice, she is herself mischaracterizing Robert Mueller's report. What obviously the, the big finding was that no, there was they, there was no collusion between Trump or any American for that matter when it comes to colluding with Russia, which I would say whether you like the president or you hate him, that's something we should all be happy about. I guess. And the alternative yeah. is our president colluding with the Russian government. That's yeah, we a pretty, thought he was a spy. Pretty bad he... place to be. <laughs> I guess. I guess. The alter- Abby Huntsman is making a point that currently every Democrat on television is stating, but they're stating it with an unbelievable degree of reluctance. It's like they're saying through gr- gritted teeth, yeah, I'm so relieved that our president isn't compromised by the Russian government. It's a... It's really good for the people of the United States of America. I love this. This It's so great. But it's clear what they're really thinking is... Oh my gosh! Stop! Joy Behar, I guess. I guess. Oh my gosh! Stop! No, Behar. It's not I guess. It's... You are 100% right, Abby Huntsman. I owe this president a huge apology. I am so sorry, and I'm so happy for the American people, for the Trump family, and for the U.S. government. The old crone is finally learning humility. But she still has not learned to be gracious. Well, there are still questions about obstruction, though. No. No, there are not. This is what I was talking about earlier. The only people who have questions about obstruction are people who are desperately clinging on to threads. People like you, Joy Behar. You know, I mean, I have questions about obstruction. Why did he, um, why did he keep his conversations with Putin secret? Because all U.S. presidents keep most of their conversations with other foreign leaders secret. Do you think that Barack Obama made every conversation he ever had with every foreign leader publicly available? No, of course not. Because that's not how international relations at the executive level works. Why aren't you asking about private conversations between Donald Trump and Justin Trudeau or Angela Merkel or Benjamin Netanyahu? What about Theresa May? Is Donald Trump colluding with all of them too? Good golly, secret conversations between world leaders must be a conspiracy. Why did he ask Comey Comey, to go easy on Flynn? Those are like little questions that sound like obstruction to me. This is the other reason why Trump's critics claim that he obstructed justice. The accusation is that Donald Trump suggesting to James Comey that he dropped the investigation of Michael Flynn was ob- obstructing justice. But first of all, the only evidence we have of this is an accusation by James Comey. But we know that James Comey does not like Donald Trump. It's clear that James Comey was trying to collect evidence to show that Donald Trump was trying to obstruct justice. Now think about this. If somebody who works for you is also investigating you and they don't like you and they're trying to take you down in any way that they can and they know one way they can take you down is by is by showing that you obstructed their investigation on you, might they not try to interpret anything that you say in such a way that it could be used as evidence to show that you are obstructing the investigation? Yeah, of course they would. Now, Trump has denied this. So what we have here is a he said, she said, or he said, he said. Trump's words defending himself and Comey's words trying to take Trump down. This is the weakest evidence imaginable. Somebody that does not like Trump is accusing him of saying something that they have no actual record of. The other thing that makes this kind of a pathetic claim is that Michael Flynn didn't really do anything wrong. I know that some of you might disagree with me on that, but Michael Flynn was not trying to conspire 
with the Russians in any way that I'm aware of from any of the stuff that I've read. And anyway, Michael Flynn is a solid Democrat, so I don't think he was like a huge Trump guy anyway. I think that Donald Trump genuinely believed that the Michael Flynn investigation was a pointless harassment of Michael Flynn, and he dissuaded James Comey from investigating Flynn, not because Trump was worried that he himself would be discovered for collusion, because obviously that never happened, but rather Trump genuinely thought that it was a bad thing for James Comey to be doing. When it comes to obstruction of justice, again, Trump needs to have had some kind of ill intent. The reason why we have obstruction of justice laws is to dissuade people from saying things like, if you testify against me, I'm going to kill your children. Trump wasn't threatening James Comey. He wasn't demanding that he stop the Flynn investigation. Even if you accept Comey's accusation, all Donald Trump did was suggest to Comey that he not investigate Flynn. He didn't say, if you don't stop investigating Michael Flynn, I'm going to fire you. Even if Donald Trump was trying to persuade Comey, that still doesn't rise to the level of obstruction. Your little questions, Joy Behar, are pathetic and irrelevant, especially now that we know there was no treasonous collusion. So I don't buy that he's completely exonerated the way he just said. Well, because you're a moron. But the Republican Party questions. are backing him up on that. Well, they is... backed him up. What do you expect? They've backed him but, from the beginning. But, but it's, it's not true. Not a... Yeah. How dare we support somebody who's innocent of a crime that he was persecuted for over two years over? We are just despicable. You might call us deplorable. And if you put us all in a basket, we might be a basket of deplorables. Hmm. You know, I, I'm reluctant to talk about it at all because... Because you were wrong? You know, we don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Remember, this was... Well, we know tw- what's in that four-page memo. We only that's, know that's what's in this four-page memo mm-hmm. written by the attorney general that was selected by President Trump. Mm-hmm. That's also, all that we know. Can I- this is another annoying talking point that the left is falling on these days. Sunny here is the most defiant of the women today. She's absolutely desperate to try to salvage her own integrity after having spent just about every episode of The View that she has appeared on condemning Donald Trump and claiming that he has been colluding with Russians. So she's going to the hand-picked attorney general talking point. Honestly, this talking point is so weak that I don't even really want to respond to it. I'll just say this. Bill Barr is far more loyal to Robert Mueller than he is to Donald Trump. This story is like three months old now. Barr and Mueller have been friends for 20 years. Their wives go to the same Bible study. Mueller attended Barr's daughter's weddings. The idea that Robert Mueller can be trusted, but Bill Barr can't, is hysterical. I suspect that Sonny Hostin doesn't even really know about any of this. She's just heard the Democratic talking point handpicked AG, and she's going along with it because it's the only thing she's got left. To that point, didn't <coughs> Barr sort of audition for the job? Because yes. before he was even hired, he said uh, that there is no basis for obstruction of justice. This, yes. this is what the attorney general said before he even got before the job. That's why he got the job. No, that's not why he got the job. How do these women not get sued for slander every single week? Bill Barr did not say that he believed there was no obstruction of justice because he liked Donald Trump. He said that because he genuinely believed it. This might surprise you, Joy Behar, but Donald Trump probably also genuinely believes that. And now we know that there was no collusion. So if Trump knew that there was no collusion, then he must have known that he didn't try to obstruct an investigation into collusion, which never happened. So... If Bill Barr was astute enough to recognize that, it would have been a good sign to anyone hiring him that he was able to see things clearly. Basically, everything hinges on whether or not Donald Trump actually participated in the treasonous collusion he was accused of. If he did, everything that you're talking about would be legitimate. But since he did not, nothing that you're talking about is legitimate. These women simply cannot accept that they have been totally wrong about everything 
for two years. So that's what makes me very uncomfortable about this, because remember, we, you know, um, Mueller issued 2,800 subpoenas. Mm -hmm. He employed 19 lawyers. He was assisted by a team of 40 FBI agents. Mm -hmm. There were almost, I think, 100 people indicted. Um, we've got, you know, 100 uh, cases yeah. that are pending. Many, many people, uh, cases are still being handled by the Southern District of New York. And we have not seen this report. So I think everybody needs to pump the brakes when we talk about this being a huge victory for this administration because mm -hmm. there has been a complete lack of transparency here. So, you know, the suggestion somehow that this is over, <coughs> that there's an exoneration, I, I just don't, I, I really think we need to take a beat here. I really do. Do you? Do you really? How about you take a beat and consider what you just said? 2,800 subpoenas, 19 lawyers, 40 FBI agents, over two years, $35 million, and zero collusion found. It's actually really funny that Sonny Hostin says this. She's done this before on the show. She says things that she thinks are points that will attack the president, when in reality, they're points that support the president. It's like she doesn't actually understand the ramifications of certain facts and statistics. She misrepresents them, or somehow her brain distorts them, or somehow she deciphers some kind of meaning out of them that, you know, support her own ideas about the world, but don't, in fact, reflect reality. And that's what conservatives mean when they say that liberals exist within an ideological bubble. If you have zero influences outside your own leftist ideology, it becomes impossible to interpret the world accurately. You lack perspective. And actually, the same thing goes for living in a conservative bubble. And that's why I encourage everybody to read articles from leftist publications, to watch CNN, to listen to NPR, etc., etc., etc. Everybody needs to balance the information that they're getting from sources they're comfortable with with sources that challenge what they believe, even if just to know what the enemy's thinking. I don't know what's going on. You never do, Megan. You never do. I don't have a, a horse in this race and in the sense that I actually came in here today and I was like, maybe the person sitting in this specific chair should be a Trumper. Yes, please. Finally, she gets it. Producers, take note of what Megan McCain just said. The person sitting in that chair should be a Trumper. Let's do a little firing and hiring, shall we? And by the way, this could get him reelected. The media getting so yeah. out over their skis with this and saying it's collusion. Well, he's a Russian well, I mean, spy. Like this is round one of this boxing match yeah. right and now. So let's just hold up. And, and this is not round one, and this is not a boxing match. I've heard Democrats say this a, a lot lately. They say that this is the end of the beginning. No, no, it isn't. This is the end of the end. The Trump collusion thing is finally over. I'm sure that there will be more details emerging as a redacted version of the Mueller report is made public. But it's not going to change the fact that there was no collusion. And if you think that we're going to find out, you know, some dirt on Trump in the report unrelated to the Russian collusion thing, think about what happened to Paul Manafort. Robert Mueller was not just going after people who were guilty of activities relating to Russian collusion. If Robert Mueller found any evidence of wrongdoing unrelated to Russian collusion, he was prosecuting those people. So if Donald Trump was guilty of anything, if his family was guilty of anything, if any of his associates were guilty of anything, we would know about it. The things that they are guilty of, we do know about. The things that Donald Trump is guilty of, we do know about. We know about Stormy Daniels. We know about that Michael Cohen paid, paid her off to keep her quiet. This is scandalous stuff. It's unethical. But so far, we've yet to see any evidence of Donald Trump doing anything illegal. And this is despite the most thorough investigation of a sitting president in the history of the country. Donald Trump appears to be squeaky clean. He's a hell of a lot more clean than I expected. 
Now, I have a couple theories about this. One, Donald Trump has been famous since the early 80s. If you're famous, you're very aware of the fact that reporters, business associates, and politicians can dig up dirt on you. They can extort you or they can put you in jail, whatever serves their needs. So most likely, in order to subvert this kind of attack, Donald Trump has probably been very careful throughout his life not to break the law. Just like every businessman, Donald Trump probably turned to his lawyers anytime he thought that his business needed to do something that might be legally tricky. And he probably said, all right, you guys figure out how to do this thing that we need to get done for the benefit of our business, but make sure everything is legal. A guy like Trump can't afford to do anything illegal because there are too many people waiting in the wings to exploit such a vulnerability. And this should actually give the country confidence that we have a president who cannot be compromised by anyone. Now, that's not to say that Donald Trump is a super ethical guy. Obviously, he has personal flaws. He has, you know, a womanizing problem. But contrary to what you will hear in the mainstream media, this does not make him the Antichrist. Secondly, I would like to propose a characterization of Donald Trump that most people probably have not considered. I think Donald Trump is actually a nerd. And I know that might not seem to make sense at first, considering his gregarious persona on stage and in the media. But just think about it for a second. The guy is a workaholic. He's never had a glass of alcohol or done any illegal drugs in his life. And he is oftentimes a little bit socially awkward. Donald Trump is a square. But Donald Trump came up in business in New York dealing with some pretty tough guys. He had to deal with New York politicians. He had to deal with construction guys. He had to deal with union guys, with maybe even mafia guys. These kinds of interactions taught Donald Trump that even though his natural persona was that of an introvert, an academic, an unassuming, mild-mannered gentleman, he knew that in order to command respect in business, he had to, at times, act like a tough guy. And so that's what he did. But Donald Trump is not naturally a tough guy. And so a lot of the way that Donald Trump speaks, a lot of the way that he acts, is uniquely Donald Trump. And this is probably one of the reasons why so many people in the media can't properly interpret Donald Trump. It's because Donald Trump is a unique, enigmatic character. He's a very difficult person to read, to understand, and to predict. But I think at Donald Trump's core, he is a square. He would never let you know that, but that's who he truly is. And I think that might go a long way to explaining how Trump might appear to be a super shady character, but in truth is a squeaky clean guy. Now let's get back to the claim that this is only the end of the beginning. I will say that they are correct from a certain perspective. If we are to characterize this entire situation as the series of events that leads to the draining of the swamp in Washington, D.C., I would say that yes, Robert Mueller's collusion investigation was the beginning, and now that this investigation is over and we know who many of the players were who conspired against Donald Trump, we can begin our investigation into all of these shady deep state characters. So yeah, in that sense, the conclusion of the Robert Mueller investigation is the end of the beginning. There is going to be heavy fallout over this investigation, and I think a lot of the deep state players who conspired against Donald Trump are very, very worried right now, as well they should be because a lot of people may be going to jail. All right, so after this, the ladies of The View bring on ABC White House correspondent Jonathan Carl. And actually, I wouldn't even play this part except Joy Behar's reaction to Jonathan Carl laying out how conclusive the report was <laughs> is priceless. Now, the Mueller's investigation found that neither the guy in the White House or any of his aides conspired or coordinated with Russia in the 2016 election. So does this mean that they are innocent as the driven snow or was <laughs> no. Mueller's team unable to make a provable case? 
Well, think? this is as close to a complete vindication on the question of collusion as you could get for the president, because uh, the, the special counsel, according to what is quoted in this letter uh, from uh, from Bill Barr, the attorney general, he didn't say that he couldn't prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. He said the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign coordinated or conspired with the Russian government in its election interference activities. So this isn't about I didn't have enough evidence to prosecute mm -hmm. or I couldn't prosecute because he's the president. This is saying essentially that there was no collusion between Trump and his campaign and the Russian government on the interference in the in the campaign. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. All right. Sorry. All right. All right. I, I have other questions, but I'll ask this one. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. I, I have other questions, but I'll ask this one. The disappointment in Joy Behar's voice is more hilarious to listen to than any of her stand-up comedy that she's ever performed ever in her life. Compare that to this moment here. Oh, breaking news. ABC News' Brian Ross is reporting Michael Flynn promised full cooperation to the Mueller team and is prepared to testify that as a candidate, Donald Trump directed him to make contact with the Russians. Yes! <laughs> Okay, let's compare that to the new one. All right, Sorry. all right, all right. I, I have other questions, but I'll ask this one. <laughs> ah, classic. All right, so then they go on basically to rehash everything that they talked about in the first part of the show. They talk about how obstruction is still on the table, even though it really isn't. And they talk a little bit about how some people are still insisting that Trump colluded with the Russians. I will say this about the ladies of The View. At least they're not still insisting that Donald Trump colluded. I'm sure that Joy Behar still thinks so in the back of her head, but she's not saying that on the show. And I have to acknowledge that they are at least willing to come that far in being rational about this Robert Mueller report summary. It's rare that I think any of the ladies of The View, aside from Abby Huntsman, ever says anything remotely rational. The fact that they have allowed themselves to be humbled by this report is pretty surprising. So... I have to conclude my analysis of this episode with an ever-so-slight modicum of respect for the ladies of The View. At least the Trump derangement syndrome is not so strong in you girls that you're still screaming about Donald Trump having colluded with the Russians. Not everyone can make that claim. You have a president who, in my opinion, beyond the shadow of a doubt, sought to, however ham-handedly, collude with the Russian government, a foreign power, to undermine and influence our elections. All right, now, before we end this very special episode of I Love the View, I've got a couple of bonus clips. A lot of people have noted how Rachel Maddow was holding back tears when she was talking about the Mueller report summary. But I'd like to focus on something a little different. Although Rachel Maddow commonly focuses on bizarre, irrelevant, obscure details that nobody cares about, this one was particularly amusing. <laughs> Here she's talking about how Robert Mueller's report was delivered. I mean, the logistics of today, at least, we know a little bit about. At 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time, the staff of the House Judiciary Committee got a call from the Justice Department that somebody would be bringing a letter from the Attorney General. A Justice Department staffer or messenger of some kind, all we know is that she was wearing a North Face jacket. Uh, she brought, in fact, two letters to the committee in two separate manila envelopes. Oh, my goodness. What could it mean? North Face? That delivery girl is up to something. I mean, that is... I'm so glad that Rachel Maddow is here to point these things out to us. North Face jacket. This is clearly a sign of something much bigger. I'm putting together the dots, ladies. Thank you, Rachel Maddow. 
What what if it like turned out that the North Face jacket thing was like actually significant? <laughs> All right, and here is how Chris Matthews took the news. Why was there never an interrogation of this president? No, he will not be charged with obstruction or collusion without ever having to sit down with the special counsel Mark and answer his damn questions. I honestly have not had this much fun watching mainstream media news reporters since Election Day 2016. You're awake, by the way. You're not having a terrible, terrible dream. Also, you're not dead and you haven't gone to hell. This is your life now. This is our election now. This is us. This is our country. It's real. All right, well, that's it for me. If you like this episode, hit the like button. If you want to see more like this, please subscribe. And if you hate me, you're probably the girl in the North Face jacket. Listen, girl in the North Face jacket, I did not draw attention to you. It was Rachel Maddow. I'm from Oregon. Like 98% of Oregonians own North Face jackets. They've kind of switched to Patagonia in the last few years, but I still think it's a standard part of Oregon attire. So, like, I have no problem with you, lady, but clearly Rachel Maddow does. She's the one you should be taking your rage out on. All right, thanks for watching, everybody, and don't forget to go ahead and get that Virtual Shield VPN. Good night. We have so many people who can't see a fat man standing beside a thin one without coming to the conclusion the fat man got that way by taking advantage of the thin one. The trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. Now, 